This is the sound of small businesses owning it with Sage Accounting. Renovation owned. Invoices sorted. Clients workout owned. Expenses smashed. Tax return done. Take control of your business with cloud accounting from Sage. Own it. Try for free at sage.com. Welcome to the Honest Money Small Business Focus, powered by Sage. Welcome to Honest Money, your best guide to financial freedom. I'm Warren Ingram, the author of a few best-selling books, and I'm also an award-winning financial planner, and I've helped thousands of people on their journey to financial freedom. I'm not here to tell you what to do, but I am here to share my experience and the best ideas that I've learned, and I hope these ideas help you on your journey to financial freedom. I'm really excited to introduce you to our guest today. He's a man of many talents and many titles. So his name is Opie, and one of his titles is Managing Director of IDF VAS. His other title is Venture Capital Scout. And, and for me, that's just absolutely fascinating uh, and, and someone that I think a lot of our, our listeners would want to, to understand and to hear, hear his feedback. So, so on that note, I want to uh, ask you, Opie, I guess you're a man who, who helps people put their money where their mouth is. If, uh, if you've got uh, uh, the willingness and the interest to invest in, in early stage businesses, uh, you know, the, the person to talk to is Opie because you're, you're the man that's uh, helping marry the investor to the successful uh, high potential entrepreneurs. Uh, so perhaps, Opie, you can tell us a bit more. Um, th- thanks, Warren, for for having me on on your on your show. Really excited to be here. Um, yeah, you know, part of my job is uh, is really on a day to day basis interacting with entrepreneurs uh, and, and founders of many skills. And all I do is really help them find you know, investors that would be suitable for where they are. <clears throat> I'm particularly interested in the early stage uh, entrepreneurs. So, so on one end, yes, I do look for you know, opportunities, pipeline for investors. A lot of investors on the continent and abroad always talk about, you know, we struggle to find quality pipeline, you know, you know talented entrepreneurs in the, in the country, in South Africa, in Zimbabwe, in Botswana, in Zambia, <clears throat> and all over the continent. And, and my argument has always been there's, in, there's more than enough talent. There's amazing, talented entrepreneurs all over the continent, building amazing solutions, incredible, incredible, incredible solutions, addressing big problems that we are facing. So, so my job is to is to match the two. So, so I will look. I've got you know I've got um, a, a, an appreciation of the of the landscape and the ecosystem. So I scout. I look for talented entrepreneurs at the at the at a particular stage that are exhibiting certain type of of, of characteristics. Um, they are building something that's very interesting, addressing a big market, um, and then I I obviously work with them to prepare them on how to impress investors. I also work on the side of the investors to prepare them on what kind of opportunities are coming up their way. And a match made in heaven. Uh, my job is done when the investment uh, deal is signed on a dotted, uh, and the money is transferred into bank accounts of the entrepreneurs, and the entrepreneurs can start building, having no headache of where money's where money's going to come. I love that a match made in heaven. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. so. Um, 
So just just uh, your geography that you look after is interesting because you you're, you're looking at uh, you know what the economist once called the lost continent, uh, you know, and and kind of a, a land of no opportunity, and then kind of five years later it's the land of all opportunity, and five years after that it's the lost continent again, uh, yeah. and and it's so frustrating for me because it feels to me like you know the world thinks of uh, you know america and now china um, no. and and everything in between doesn't really exist when it comes to yeah. you know good places for business your your experience is different yeah well, well my experience is different i mean i've had the advantage of spending time in the us for about uh, a year or so in in michigan and, uh, and and silicon valley and and i could understand how excited in fact even even uh, east uh, new york harvard there the, you know, people in globally, people are, are interested and are excited about what, what we call frontier markets. And, and Africa, all the, all the countries on the continent are, 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 what, are what we call frontier market, meaning it's untapped opportunities. You know, the size of the market is so huge, you can't even quantify it, right? They're not even, they're not, there are no available data points for you to even begin to estimate is this a $1 billion market? Is this a $10 billion market? Is this a you know, $500 billion market? Because the opportunities are that huge and everybody else is trying to figure out how do they have a share? How do they get to participate? How do, get, how do they get to play a role you know, in, in, in accelerating those markets? And, and I think we, we are in a very fortunate place in South Africa and a few other countries that have had a head start in, in identifying opportunities, in, in, in building infrastructure, in building resources, accumulating resources to really you know, finance um, additional, additional growth and, um, and development in, in the space. So, so I think, you know, contrary to popular belief, the, the markets, I mean, we, we interact with, with funds that are also in, in Europe, very interested in, in what is happening in Africa. Um, there's a lot of data points that are showing that you know, funds are moving towards, whether it's infrastructure, whether in, in terms of development finance, whether it's private equity, whether it's venture capital, uh, whether it's impact funds, uh, everything else is looking inwards into, into Africa. So, so those entrepreneurs, innovators, founders, small businesses, micro businesses um, that are in, in, on this continent have a better chance you know, to really build something, even if it's a small mom's and pop shop or it's a small family business, it's a medium business that's going to make 100,000 US dollars, 100,000 rands a month or 100,000 in a year. That where is, that's where the opportunity is. And everybody else is looking towards that. It's looking towards us. And uh, I just I, I wish more more of us would believe that you know because we we were so focused on our problems you know and we don't yeah. look at the opportunities yeah and I think I agree with you the opportunities are here this is the market to to capitalize on so yeah, absolutely I thought I thought I, I wanted to use you as a mythbuster today uh, <laughs> because I, I mean I do a lot of uh, in the in, in the days before COVID you know I'd stand in a in a in a hall and talk to people about financial freedom and. And you know, talking around starting own businesses is definitely a route to financial freedom. You know, there's not there's not only one way. I mean, I think there are many yeah. different ways to 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 achieve financial freedom, and yeah. one of them is definitely starting your own business. Yeah. Uh, and and when we have the conversation, uh, you know, someone I know within within thirty seconds of me saying, you know, look at starting your own business, someone puts up their hand, and and it's usually yeah. uh, but you know, and, and there are lots of buts, and the first but mm -hmm. is. Uh, you know, my, my dad's not a politician, or yeah. I, I don't have rich parents. You know, the banks yeah. don't uh, don't give money. There are no opportunities. No one will do business with me. Um, mm. 
and and so it's almost that pe- people are giving up before they've even started. Uh, mm-hmm. And and so you know, my question to you is, uh, you know, are, are there opportunities? Is it is it something that people can do in South Africa to start a business from scratch without a you know a politician father or a rich banker dad? Is it something that people can realistically do in in our country? You know, in my in my over ten years to thirteen years of working in the small business and entrepreneurship development space, um, the the biggest challenges have always been um, seen as access to market fair, access to finance fair, access to skills fair. The one big challenge that is access to information. I say access to information because it's got various dimensions. You have people who are in the lower tier of the market who want to start businesses. So they are interested in starting businesses. It's what we call, you know, it's what the global entrepreneurship monitor calls the total entrepreneurship activity. So, so few, uh, at the lower end, people who are to start, how are they encouraged to, to, to begin starting their first business? It is information that is going to allow them to know where to start, how to start, why they should start, and at what speed they should start. Now, it's, it's okay to estimate that, you know, it's not easy. Of course, entrepreneurship is not easy. It's one of the loneliest journeys uh, you can embark on, right? But, but there are a lot of support programs, support systems in place. I say if you, if you want to either build your own legacy, you, and, and again, it's okay that not everyone else is, you know, is geared to be an entrepreneur. That's fine. Other people have no interest, and that's great. We're not going to force anybody else to be, you know, to be an entrepreneur. All we are going to present to you is opportunities that are there if you were to be an entrepreneur. Now, if you want to start, I always give people hacks to say, sure, you might not have the money, right? It's going to require you to have money in some way or the other. But there are ways in which you can, you can have. It. Of course, if you're a trust fund child uh, or trust fund kid, that helps. If your, 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 your parent is one of the executives or one of the, you know, has got a good job, you know, they can pass their savings to you. You start a business, that's great. You are a bit co- uh, cushioned from that end. Um, if your father, your, bra- your, your mother is a politician, again, that, that helps. Um, so if you don't have any of those, there are available programs that are designed to help you kickstart your journey as an entrepreneur. Uh, one of those, assume scenario that you are in university, right? So at university, you are dependent on NSFARS. Right, and and you're thinking, okay, but where where else am I gonna, you know, uh, find money to start? Then it means you are faced with what type of business could you potentially start? Of course, you're not gonna start a construction company with big equipment that you need to you need to buy first as you start to fix the roads, because in a way you're else gonna make get the money. Even if you went to the bank, the bank won't extend your loan when you do not have an uh, you do not do not have a balance sheet. So, but there are some businesses that they are, are, are easy to start with low capital, right? Nowadays, it's 2021. We're not in 1991. 19, We're in 2021. So there's a lot of online businesses that you could start, right? There's plenty of it. But you need to immerse yourself in knowing and finding out this information. All universities have made it accessible for people to, you know, um, access the internet, uh, free internet. So go in there, find out what online businesses you can start at low, low capital capital base. Two, um, you you could um, even in universities or other colleges, right? Small scale, you could borrow from your friends. You could borrow from from your friends on the back of what you 
what you hope to achieve if you started this business. Some businesses I've seen, you know, you could literally start them at less than a thousand bucks, right? It's either a t-shirt making business, it's a banner printing business, it's a transcription business, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's academic note, note taking businesses. You could start, people don't want to go to class, people can't go to class, you exchange notes, you say, listen, pay me a fee, I'll take the notes for you guys, I'll distribute this notes for you guys. If you are, if you've got multiple classes that are, that are, that are competing against each other, maybe there's one module you want to attend that, uh, unlike the other, you can do that, right? Um, you could do secretariat services. So in between the times that you are a student, you could say to local businesses, every university has got local businesses around it. Every university right, has got a local, a local ecosystem around it. You could offer services to be a secretary of that. Or inside the university, you could volunteer for internships in between your classes, for example. Or assume you are not, you are not, you are out of the university, you are out of college, you are at home. Again, the same rule applies. You could volunteer and get a stipend and use a bit of that stipend. And I understand sometimes, Warren, you know what you find is that even with a little bit of income that comes, you because you are studying at a minus, you know, you you are tempted to use that money for 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 food, right? For for clothes, for for transportation. And, and I think that's, that's again, another, another challenge that you, you get confronted with. And that's why sometimes I then propose, I, I then you know, recommend to people that, listen, you may have an idea without executing the idea. You need to attend um, um, hackathons. There are idea-based you know, uh, programs that can offer you grants to execute or launch your idea. So you can attend hackathons. There's plenty of those that are done all over the country. In South Africa in particular, you have those that are sponsored by government, sponsored by you know, private entities. Uh, so at, you know, make a, take advantage and attend those. Attend incubations, uh, uh, programs, competitions, pitch competitions, free money there. If your idea is good enough, you'll get free money. And free money, we, we always say, for, for every entrepreneur in the early stage, you want to look for as much easy money as possible. Because any money that is going to come, that is not easy. It's going to require you to pay an interest or it's going to require you to pay to give away equity. So it's expensive. So rather look for money, grant money from competitions that are run by corporates, you know, uh, uh, youth entrepreneurship programs or just small business incubation programs that government may be offering. Look for those opportunities. So all of this is dependent in your willingness to seek the information, access to information is what, 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 so many people don't know because they don't know any better. They don't get a chance to know, you know, to, to do any of this. So that's why half the time when you say, guys, you know, you can start a business, they say, but Warren, what do you mean? I, I, I don't even know what that means. You know, where do I even start? Of course, it's just access to information. You know, um, half of the things are there. When, when you unveil these things to people, they only realize, oh, shucks, I didn't know this thing. I didn't know that I actually could launch an idea with such a small amount of capital from, 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 from my side. And again, we always say this thing, Warren, whether people want to accept it or not, being an entrepreneur requires you to make great amounts of, of sacrifices. Whether you're coming from a, in a large, very wealthy family or a poor family, either way, that journey will require you to make sacrifices, my friend. Whether you like it, you can't escape it. It is impossible. You can't escape it. So, so you, there are certain things you must just accept that it's the nature of the environment that you're entering into, but it certainly is possible for you to start a business with a low cost, uh, with a with a low um, capital. Uh, of course, any business requires you to have money. It's a question of where you get the money. You get the money from friends. You get the money from even your enemies. 
can get the money from your enemies. You can get the money from, you can get money from, from family, right? Uh, friends um, that you have in universities, parents of your friends, you can get money from there, borrow those money. Um, be, be af- don't be afraid to ask, you know? So so I think for me, it, it's possible for, for people to start as many businesses. The sooner you start, the more, the more time you fail and the more you experience you are. I prefer that an entrepreneur started more earlier have probably failed three, four, five times. I know that this person here, you know, is 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 proper is properly, um, you know, kind of conditioned in being a, a superior entrepreneur. So they, I mean, they're they're the ones that have learned the lessons, uh, managed exactly. to pivot and and adapt. Exactly. So, exactly. Uh, I'm I'm I mean, there's so much that you're dropping on us that's really valuable, and uh, and I'm I'm glad you know th- this podcast is free. So for people that are that are out there, they're <laughs> they're getting gold here, and they're not paying for it. Sure. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you, you, you mentioned earlier, and I think it's something that's really valuable for, for an entrepreneur who's got an early stage business that's going well, but they need capital to kind of take themselves to the next step. One of the yeah. things you said is, you know, th- th- that's part of your, your job in life is to find, find those hidden gems, um, yeah. match them to, to, uh, to, to, to investors with capital and, and get the marriage made in heaven. What yeah. does an entrepreneur how, how, what, what are the characteristics that you're looking for from somebody uh, as, as an entrepreneur where you say, well, okay, that's someone uh, I think we, we need to do something with. That's a, you know, that's a business we need to, to kind of fund. How, how do they catch your eye? You know, you know, this cliche that says, you know, you, you, you know, you back the, the, the jockey, you know, than, than the horse, right? You know, it is so critical. Having worked with like hundreds and hundreds of entrepreneurs all over the world, you know, people back people. People invest in people that they trust. Now, what sort of characteristics or what should what sort of behavioral you know uh, characteristics should person exhibit that suggest you know what I like Warren. You know what he's doing right now is probably going to fail, and that's okay. But I like this guy. I really think this lady or this girl, uh, this guy, this boy, whatever it is, you know, this person is definitely the person that I know, if they fail now, the likelihood that they will get into something even better is higher. Now, what sort of a person is this? This is somebody who we know one is very open to, 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 to criticism, right? So, so, so very teachable in spirit. Um, why is this thing critical, Warren? It's because the journey of building a business, you know, um, and this is, uh, the assumption is that you're building a business that's going to grow over and above you as the individual. So it means you're gonna have employees, you're gonna have customers, right? All these people around you, they're going to tell you what they like and what they don't like about what you're doing, about the product, about the business, about how you are leading, about what how you speak, about how you walk. They are gonna tell you, these people, everyone is gonna have an opinion because you are not going to build the business in isolation. It's going to have ecosystem of people. Either the investors, whether the bank, whether the angel investor, whether that uncle that gave you the first, you know, um, twenty thousand to start and said, "Listen, give it to me back when you are nice and easy," um, or government grants, or all these kind of things. Customers, your biggest, biggest, biggest people. So, if you can't take criticism, um, and you notice it in in how you you keep pressing somebody about questions, you know, you ask them same questions five times, right? And that's the trick we, you know, we always use is, you know, I, I could ask you one question about five times in different ways. And I want to hear 
how else you know you you're able to respond to this sort of criticism right so that 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 a level of of teachability how mentorable you are but also how passionate you are so so i, I always say you know it's one thing you could start anyone can start any kind of business i mean i like right now you and i can literally decide let's start a weed business right now we want to start a weed business but is you and i passionate about weed business what are we passionate about weed business maybe we've just had that hey, it's a cool thing to do now if somebody else comes and asks us okay what are an op why are you starting you know a weed business we're only going to fake it uh, to a certain to a certain level sooner or later it's going to catch up with us because we're not passionate about it when the going gets tough we want to drop it and go back to what we, we all have, have been good at right because we can't keep we want to say listen this is well, we can't keep this thing this is nonsense we, are, we can't do it yeah cool all right so 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 i think be teachable be teachable uh, be somebody who's open to criticism somebody who's mentorable very passionate about your building that's the kind of person that you're looking for Fantastic, and and um, I'm I'm uh, off off camera. I'm busy r- r- rushing you because we we've like blown our timelines already by ages, and I don't want to stop you because there's so much great content. So so my last question, which I'm going to ask you to to give us a, a short answer, Opie, is uh, if there's one lesson you could mm-hmm. give yourself if you went back to your 21 year old self, knowing what you know today about business, what would that be? Jeez, Warren, that's a difficult question. Um, <laughs> That's my job. I, I think, yeah, I think um, it, it's it's to just ask for help uh, to start. Um, ask for help for somebody to give you money to start. Um, I, I was afraid to ask. I had a lot of business ideas, and I was afraid to ask people that I knew could either link me up with somebody that can support, or somebody that could give me the resources. I was afraid to ask um, for that. I thought it was not in my culture, um, but I was. I was. Was. I was strong. I was confident to ask about about a job but i wasn't i wasn't confident to ask about hey give me twenty thousand to start a business so i think if i was 21 years old i'd tell myself listen uh you know uh, ask ask for help and 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 be confident about it on that note i'm going to wrap it up thank you so much that was a brilliant uh, session i really enjoyed it with you and and i wish you all the best finding those gems and and creating those mar- uh, marriages made in heaven Thank you so much, Warren. Thank you guys for for giving me the opportunity. It's been great. Thank you for listening to Honest Money. If you have any questions, you're welcome to reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at Warren Ingram. Don't forget to subscribe. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Chat soon.